Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tab, and I have... The husband. The husband with me. I'm here. He's here. And I don't... Actually, I do know why I wanted him on this episode today. But it came like what I asked you yesterday or this morning. You asked me like yesterday afternoon. You said, I really... I want you on the podcast tomorrow. And and I said, why? And then you started to explain. And then I stopped you in the middle. I'm like, wait, do you want to tell me or do you want to surprise me? And I was like, that's a good point. I want to surprise you because it's pretty great. So So I have no idea why I'm here right now. He doesn't, but I'm really excited to get into this. And I don't know if y'all have seen all over TikTok right now. I knew I immediately had to jump on this uh, because it's just kind of wild. So this is trending on TikTok? It is. Is this a trend that I have seen? I doubt it because you're not in like the book talk world. Oh, this is like special niche. Yes. Yes. Book people. (laughs) Yes. And maybe it was just me that saw like two people doing this. Uh, But I was like, we immediately need to talk about it. And the book. (laughs) We need to talk. We need to talk. The book that we're going to be talking about is called Ice Planet Barbarians. And it is by Ruby Dixon. What? <laughs> Ice Planet Barbarians? Ice Planet Barbarians. And it, uh, is it, it a was, sci-fi book? Yes. So it's in the colonization science fiction ebook like category. It's number one. And well, with such a specific category, <laughs> I would hope it would be number one. I, you're right. And this first one rele- was released like... 2015 on April 3rd. So literally yesterday. This is an old book? Yeah, literally old, yesterday was what? Eight, the eight-year mark for it, which was weird that I'm reading it, like, and it's been out for eight years. Ice Planet Barbarians. Ice Planet Barbarians. By Ruby Dixon? Yes. Guess how many reviews it has? Uh, seven. It has 21,000 <laughs> five-star reviews. 21,000 five-star reviews. All five stars. How? I... Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good books out there. I'm sure Harry Potter's up there at that level with that many five-star reviews. But that is so many for it a book. so many. That I've never heard of. For eight years. Eight years. Like, like not even know, on the pop culture spectrum of right. me being a comedian. I've never heard any of this. And I don't know when it started to become popular or if it's literally been popular the whole time it's been released. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, you didn't know that it has conventions in Florida? Like every Maybe. October 17th or something? I mean, Ruby Dixon has a lot of books. I didn't see how many, but she's like in that genre. I want to, she probably is like the queen of that genre i don't know um but this book is only 188 pages so it's pretty short and guess how many books are in the series is it anamorphs level is it like 50 plus no not that much not that much no is it seven is it harry potter level no (laughs) oh i mean three i mean three is a pretty classic number 21 books oh in this series there are quite a few novellas but I don't know like how many pages it would be considered to be a novella. I don't know that. What be- is a novella? It's just like a short excerpt, like kind of like an epilogue of another book. So a lot of people do like a Christmas novella where it takes those characters that you learned in like the main story and does like a like an episode, like a oh, Christmas it's like a episode. Spin-off. Yeah. 
kind of a spinoff, but more just like, hey, this wasn't in the actual book, like, but we want to have this show this little event with these people. So I don't, I think there were like four or five of these novellas, so that's included in it. Um, but yeah, there's 21 books in the series. And as for my, the mother-sister standard, this is a hard no. <laughs> the mo- wait, what's the mother-sister? Like, where if spicy I think, level? Yes. Well, if I think my mom or my sister would like to oh, read it. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> why, why wouldn't your mother approve of this book? It is a five out of five spice. <laughs> like... But it's, here's the thing. Is that it? It's just the sex in this book that your mom wouldn't like? Yes. Yes. So take the sex out and it's a good book. Take the sex out. There's no book. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just reading porn. Exactly. It is literally pure smut. But, 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 but here. This book? My wife because... is revealed. This is why we're talking. My wife is explaining to me that she's read all 20 one books. I'm actually in the pornography. fourth book. You're on the f- <laughs> She's four deep or four books deep into this novella. I didn't And think- I chose those words very <laughs> carefully. I didn't think that I would keep reading, but it leaves you at a spot and it goes through each character. So we'll get into it in just a minute, but like each book is a different character. So it's not like the same people are in all 21 books. It's like, because there's a certain amount of people that are taken. And so each book is one of the girls that was taken. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Taken. So yes. like, are these aliens that are kidnapping human beings and bringing them to... We'll talk about it. <laughs> We're gonna... we'll, talk... <laughs> we'll talk all right. about it. But just know that I am, I just uh, finished the fourth book. <laughs> And I might Which read book the are we book. talking about? This is the first one. This is oh, the we're very talking about the very... One. Yes. I'm not going to talk about any of the other ones, even though I do recommend you read them afterwards because you learn more about like the civilization and the people and all that. But we're getting ahead. Do you we're have to ahead. read it in chronological order? No, 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 no. You don't. That's the thing, too, is like <laughs> these are all kind of one-offs, but it's good if you have at least read the first one so you know like the origin story. So if you like your porn to have a story, this is a great series to get into. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. So it's pure smut, but it's not <laughs> crude. Okay. So it's p- when you say pure smut, you mean like this is wholesome no, smut. No. It's like no, I'm just saying that it's not like a little bit of smut when with like some books it's very much based on the storyline and then there's like romance into it. That's not, I don't consider that smut. But when it's like all surrounding these activities, (laughs) then, which this is kind of half and half actually. And I think that's why people liked it so much because it like. Well, 21,000 people. 21,000 people loved loved it. it. And I mean, people hardly ever write reviews. So if you know 21,000 people wrote a five-star review, there is probably like 100,000 people that have read this book. They were like, that was good. It's like, and what I meant with like crude, it's not overly described. And I'm going to give everyone a warning here right now is that we're going to be using like body language. Like we're going to be using using the proper anatomy or the slang anatomy. We're going to be using kind of proper, but like what I mean by not. So we're going to talk about penis. Yes. But here, but not hear me out. Hear me out. (laughs) Just give me a minute. Okay. 
what I mean by not crude is that they're not going to say like, oh, my pussy, blah, 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 blah. Like <laughs> use words like that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like she, they, I think they use the word, word like my womanhood <laughs> and like kind of like more grown up terms. Her womanhood throbbed. Kind of. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's like, it's not like crude where it just like, ew, like. They're just describing it so gross. It's not like that. It's actually like, oh, okay. This cool. is upscale. Yeah. Smut. I mean, I think that's why people liked it so much. Anyways, okay. okay. So this is a dual point of view. So we have Georgie, who's the main uh, female character. I know you're thinking of it right now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Georgie, yes. want to come to the sewer? Thank you. Mm. Thank you. You sound like Yoda. Oh, uh, that last one I sounded yeah, like Yoda. Yeah, but it's okay. Don't try again. <laughs> I'm going to try again. No. Okay, and then there's Vectal, and he is the- Vectal? He's an alien. What do you expect? Okay, I get name? it. Vectal sounds like rectal. Sure, that's fine. He's an alien. We can't <laughs> judge him. So I was looking uh, at like the different things of this book, and over 2.5 thousand people highlighted this in the book. And this is just going to uh, give you the whole picture of the book. It says, it wasn't a monster come to, it wasn't a monster that came to eat me. It was this monster who has come to eat me out. (laughs) This is some weird, (laughs) kinky, freaky deaky stuff. But on this, on this podcast though, we don't yuck people's yum. No, I'm not. (laughs) <laughs> I know don't you're yuck not. People's yum. No, and I I've said that from the very beginning is that people like different genres of books and they like different things within those books. And we're not here to be like, oh my gosh, I'm judging you because you like this, this, and this. No. Okay. Then this let me add that safe. I'm not judging. You're not but judging. I will give my honest, genuine reactions when I hear these Which things. Which is great because that we all like different things, in. but we're not here to okay. be like, who likes feet. No, there's no feet involved in this, but you know what I'm Thank saying? Thank goodness. Like, we don't yuck people's yum. So, but that just kind of, I'm. If I, there were feet in this, this would just be over the top. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. It would be too it steamy. It would be too for much. Me. It would be a trifecta. <laughs> we got aliens' feet and upscale smut terminology. Oh my goodness. We got it. So, uh, yeah, that was the highlighted version. I guess a lot of people highlighted that. I don't know why. I would never highlight that. But it just... Why wouldn't you highlight that? Why would I want to highlight that a monster came to eat me out? Oh, I thought you were talking about the words that they people use. Never mind. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Um, I All right, do so want... there's Georgie and Vectal. Georgie and Vectal. And before we get into this, there is trigger warnings. So there's a pretty steep trigger on page like 10 and 11. It's really rough. What kind of trigger? It like... rhymes with grape. <laughs> So, yeah, if you have a hard time with that, um, just skip those pages. It's not pertinent to you. There's no, like, crazy information on it. Um, but I also want to ask you, how do you feel about inter- intergalactic relationships? Oh, I am all for it. Are you? If aliens were to come down, like, tomorrow and, like, integrate in our society, I'm sure how would you feel about relationships? Humans and aliens yeah. getting together? Yeah. Honestly, I think it depends on what the alien looks like. But we've all, I mean, growing up with Star Wars and the new Star Trek that happened with 
Chris Pine with the blue skin or green skinned alien girl True. or something. I mean, I feel like wait, green skin. That's a uh, that's Guardians of the Galaxy. No, no, there was a green skinned alien. I think she was blue. Was she blue? All right, I she was know. blue or green. Either way, she was an alien that Chris Pine <laughs> was hooking up with. Okay. And I feel like in this day and age, I feel like a lot more people would be open to aliens coming over, despite True. racial tensions, because people were... Never mind. Let's not get into that. I okay. Didn't, I didn't even mean to. It's okay. okay. So let's get into the story now. So Georgie, she works at a bank. She's 22 years old. She has no family left. She's kind of a loner. Uh, she goes to bed that night, has some weird dreams. She wakes up, and there's these little green men around her. Little in what way? I don't know. They don't really describe they them. They just say little green men. Little. That's what she says in her mind, like oh. how she describes them as little green men. So she looks, and she's on this ship, and it's in like this cargo hold, and there's like these six metal tubes that line the walls that have girls in them, like women. And so she starts to look around some more, and then there are other seven other girls huddled on the ground with her that have been taken. So six in the tube, seven laying on the ground with her. And one so of the girls... So they didn't have enough room for everyone. Well, here's the they thing. They had a surplus of women. Yes. But here's the thing is that um, we learned that these are kind of like raiders, and so their quota was six girls, but they kind of got greedy, and so they started taking more girls, and oh, that's dang. why they're not in tubes. Yeah. Um, but Don't one of the greedy. girls, yeah, one of the girls uh, reached over to Georgie when Georgie woke up and said, "Don't scream," and so she didn't. Um, and they start all asking each other questions, and they find out that everyone is twenty-two, everyone lives alone, everyone is not pregnant, everyone has no major health issues, and everyone has no family nearby. This is like the start to like one of those psychological thrillers that they would make on Netflix. Like I could see it. Group of people wake up in a room, they try to figure out the common denominator and figure out how to get out of a death trap or something. That's basically it. Okay. <laughs> but these aliens. These I don't aliens, know, though. I don't know how they did this research or found these people, but they did. And uh, the girl that woke Georgie up or like told her not to scream, her name is Liz, and she was taken second. Um, and then there was Kira, who she was taken, I don't know the order that she was taken in, but she was given a translator in her ear. So they like surgically like pierced her ear and like fed a tube, I think, or something. I don't know what they did, but like into her nerve so she could like understand these aliens and translate to the girls. So she had That's that. kind of cool technology while at yeah. the same time being terrifying very true i agree um and so i mean i already described that they were raiders they took more than they they had yeah they got greedy quota for uh there was two kinds of aliens that the girls had seen so there was the fragile little green ones that seemed to be in charge and then in georgie's mind she describes it as the basketball headed ones they are security so, so there's know. aliens that got like basketball heads. Yes. And then little green ones. <laughs> little little green guys. Yes. So you got point guards and, and Shaq. Yes. <laughs> so I Shaquille don't know. Shaquille O'Neal basketball player. I don't know the timeline. I want to say it's within like a day that they start to come up with a plan of how to get off the ship, how to overtake these aliens, just trying to plot how to get back to so Earth. wait are they oh so they're in space they're right in now. space okay. yes 
So they think that they can rush the one guard. So the one guard comes in. Georgie somehow is the self-appointed leader. And so she, like, kind of rouses the guard up, like, spits at him and kind of gets him, like, mad. And so then all the other girls kind of, like, tackle on top of him. And she, like, smashes his head, like, kills him, all this stuff. Oh, and she, then, she kills him? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would. Wouldn't you? If you had a chance? Like, if you all took this guard down, well, would you kill him? I'm not saying that I wouldn't kill him. But I'm just saying, like, how do they know how to kill him? It's an alien. Well, I mean, I guess you just assume smash the head. Yeah. They, so they smashed it like an egg or they something. Did. Yeah. And they got brains with going. like his gun. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> but right after that, that's when Kira says like, uh, they said something about cargo hold being detached. And so all of a sudden it, the cargo hold that they're in, like they lose gravity. They're falling. And so then they crash into the new planet and very injured two of the girls die oh. like someone broke a foot they it was very bad like they crashed onto an earth like they basically the aliens just detached the cargo hold said they'll come get them later i don't know what happened and yeah crash landed so they crash landed on an earth or a planet just a planet yeah. okay i don't think they say what the planet is called um, but but when it was all a livable girls, planet. Yeah, all the girls wake up. There's like a hole in the cargo hold, like in the ceiling where it broke through. And they're all like, well, we can breathe. So <laughs> we can probably live here or like at least survive for a little bit. <laughs> they open it. They all die. Book over. Basically. <laughs> Immediately. Like, I would be scared of that. Um, but then they appoint Georgie, naturally, to be the leader again, uh, to see if she can go out and try and find food or shelter or help just to kind of explore because all the other girls are in pretty bad shape. So Georgie takes the clothes from the alien, puts those on for warmth, helps her, and she gets out of the cargo hold and she sees that they have two sons, like the earth or the yeah, world two has sons. two sons and it's very, very cold. So it's an ice planet all the snow uh, that. that makes sense now we're yes. getting into the ice planet barbarians yes <laughs> so uh she's like is... tatooine but no sand just very just icy. snow snow, <laughs> snow and, and cold ice. they have two seasons bitter season and brutal season <laughs> neither one of those sound pleasant. they're not they're not great it's basically like antarctica all year round Okay. Um, so she is traveling along trying to find if she can like hunt or find something to help her. And she gets caught in a snare. So she's like hanging upside down and she passes out. And then it goes to Vectal's point of view. So we start to learn more about Vectal now. And Vectal is an ice planet barbarian. He's an ice planet barbarian. So he has horns. Um, I think, think of like a, a ram. Like a sheep ram, goat red. What is it? It's, it's just, just a, a ram. ram. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's over seven feet tall. He's blue. He has a tail. He's the chief of his people. And like they reside in caves. So his people, they have a, I don't know how to pronounce it. I want to say it's like a Q. Like it's K-H-U-I. K-H-U-I. It's like a Q. Q? That's what we're going to call it. Qui? Qua. I don't know. Quai. <laughs> what it's should we a, call it's it? It's a quai. Quai? You can call it a Q. I don't we'll know. We'll call it a quai. I feel like if anyone reads this book, they're going to come up with their own word for no, it. No, that's right. 
So he goes to his trap and his quai resonates inside of him. I don't know what you want me to call it. I don't it. know what you want to call what did, I'll just call it a quai. What did you call it when you read it? In your I head? don't really know. <laughs> I think I called it a Q. Okay, just call it just call it that. It, it doesn't matter. Okay. It's it's fictional. Okay, a Q. His Q resonates with him, which means that it starts to like rumble. It's like a purr. So they purr <laughs> when their Q resonates with them. Um, which is the symbiote that they have in them as well, which we'll learn later. Um, and the symbiote. Okay, so wait. Oh, so okay, there's okay. a symbiote? So there's an yes. alien living inside of the alien. Yes. <laughs> so they're not native to this planet. Okay. They crashed there a long time ago. Oh. So, yeah. They used to have symbiotes. a really big civilization, but then there was the sickness with the Q that wiped a lot of them out. Um, so they're not native to the planet either. Um, so they, the, if you want to live on the planet, you basically have to take in this symbiote so that it helps you adapt to the atmosphere and to living, everything like that. Keeps gotcha. You warm. So they're usually very quiet. They're very like, they don't, you can't tell that they're there um, unless it resonates with your mate. It recognizes the mate that they can bear their children. They can, they're a perfect match for them basically. So Vectal walks up to the snare that has Georgie and his cue resonates. No. Yes. This upside down, so, this poor girl hanging upside down, passed out. Yes. And he's like, I found my freaking mate. <laughs> so Jackpot. Uh, <laughs> Jackpot. I backed me a wife. And I'm gonna bring her back to my cave. I mean, he's like, What? I never thought that I would have a mate because there's only like twenty people left in their clan. And there's only four females. Oh. Actually, I think there's four females and then twenty males. Uh so he was like, I don't have a mate among my people. I thought that I would just be single forever. Because they can't have kids unless they have resonated with that person. So that's why their their species is dying out. Not um, enough people resonating with each other. Right. Something romantic about that. And also really wrong yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Well. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so he takes her out of the snare and he takes her back to his cave because he's hunting for his people. So it's not like back to the clan yet. So he's either, either going to hook up with this girl or, he, or he's going to eat her. Sure. <laughs> so they get back to the uh, the cave, and he helps, like, dress her in, like, warmer clothes, and she's asleep, and then he smells her arousal. <laughs> the way you say that. <laughs> well, sh guess how she wakes up. With his head between her legs, yes. sniffing her? Oh, my god! No, no, not sniffing. Oh, like doing that. Yes. Oh, he's he's, he's going to town. He's going to town. He's going downtown. He's taking a visit to the Grand Canyon, if you will. Downtown. Downtown. <laughs> he's going downtown. So he's, she wakes up to that. He's hedging the bushes. <laughs> yes. She wakes up to that. And your first response, wouldn't it be like, oh my gosh, <laughs> get away from me. You wake up and someone's giving you uh, oral. Oral. <laughs> What do you usually? I mean, if you're not married or with that person, like they're not your partner, usually I would think someone would be like, Whoa, 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 like get away from me. Oh no, she's like, Well, I'm already here, might as well keep going. <laughs> well, let's just so, go with this and see what happens. Yep, so she <laughs> orgasms and then she pushes him away. 
Oh, now that so, you're done. Oh, oh my gosh. So at this point in the book, I'm like, what am I reading? I think this is when I looked over at you and I was like, this is insane. <laughs> oh, that was that, that was, was that this moment? book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, what did I just read? This guy's just very, being a good host. It's very respectful. It wasn't like I wasn't grossed out. I wasn't like offended. I wasn't anything. I was like, oh, that would be nice. <laughs> hey, Jr. Take note. No. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. This so, podcast has now become mel- marriage advice podcast. <laughs> read these books together. Ugh. Just kidding. No. You wouldn't want to read this. Okay. So they don't understand each other because they don't know each other's language. And yeah. so she pushes him away. He doesn't understand until he sees her <laughs> he eyes. He doesn't understand that a push away means no. Well, he because he's like, I resonated with her. Like, she should have resonated with me. Oh. But then he looks at her eyes, and they're not yellow. And that's, I guess, how you can tell that someone has the cue in them. And he's like, oh, well, she just doesn't have the cue. Like, once she gets the cue, then we'll be good. <laughs> so... <laughs> So he's like, okay, like he backs off and yeah, he, let me just give you this alien. I'll, I'll put it inside you and then we'll both resonate. together. Yeah, we'll be together forever. Uh, but he helps take care of her because she's kind of injured. So he helps like nurse her back. He doesn't do any more like crazy stuff. <laughs> he doesn't do. <laughs> he doesn't do any more. He doesn't do any more friskiness. He doesn't do any more frisky business. Um, he's very respectful. No pat he, on the butt saying good game. Nope. No pat on the butt even. No boot But he poke. helps like. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, he's very helpful. And so she's trying to tell him, like, hey, there's these other girls still on the ship. Like, you need to help me. You need to help me. And they're tr- they're trying to understand each other. And so y- he could kind of tell from, like, context clues, like, her actions, that she wants him to go towards this mountain. And so he convinces her, like, hey, let me go out and hunt. Let me feed you first. Like, let's get a good night's sleep. And then we'll go to the mountain where you want, where we go. Like, you want to take me. Um, so they do. They sleep. And then they make it to the other ship, or they make it to the ship. And the girls are still there, and they're very cold, they're very hungry, they're very leery of him, because it's this huge alien, yeah, seven, seven foot, foot tall, with a tail. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're, if they're nervous now, just wait till they wake up the next morning and he's there. Well, that's the thing, is that Georgie actually said, like, in the book was like, I don't know if that's a normal response, like, a greeting, like a welcome <laughs> greeting. Where it's like Instead of shaking hands, they just give each other oral. They just go down. <laughs> they're like hello goodbye <laughs> so uh he helps bring food into the ship helps build a fire feed them everything like that help him uh get ready kind of tend to some wounds because he has some like medicine for them and kira is there she has the translator remember and so she's able to help him understand actually no because she can't speak to him he can speak to her like she can't speak the language so he tells Kira what he's saying of course and then Kira tells the other girls what's happening so he tells them that him and Georgie are going to go back to the clan because he didn't know that there were so many because Georgie couldn't tell him how many so him and Georgie are going to go back to the clan they're going to gather all the hunters that they need and bring them back that they'll have more supplies and shelter and just everything and so that they can transport these girls back to their clan and help them so the girls are like okay like let us have your coats let us have everything you have right now they're like okay great 
So the walk back to the clan is going to take two days. So they stop for the night in this cave, and Georgie sees this, like, red light flashing. And she's like, what? And so she looks closer, and encased in ice, they're in a ship. They're in an old, old ship. And so she, like, takes this fire and helps melt the ice, and she's able to boot on, like, the AI system. Um, and it's like this computer that's very, very smart. It's from a whole different galaxy. So Vectal never knew this spaceship no, was there. No, they've never seen it before. They didn't know. They just thought it was a cave of the elders is what they called it because there were like these drawings, um, which I'm guessing the ship was like painted or something inside from this the people that were in there. So they ask the AI system about the people that are on the planet and also the people that were on the ship. So the people that were on the planet are the Sock people. It's like S-A-H-K. Sure. Sock. Sack. Sock. We'll just say the Sock people. And that's what Vector is a part of is the Sock people. And they are on a planet that is 5.8 million parsecs from Earth. I don't know what a parsec is. Do you know what it is? Uh, They talk about it in Star Wars. It's a unit of measurement. That's what I figured. It's far. Okay. Well, they're really far from Earth. And the people that were on the ship crashed 287 years ago. So it's a really old ship, but they were from a very, very smart, um, very technology-based like world, it sounded like, that this AI system just knows everything. And they also find out that the crew died within seven days because they didn't have the symbiote. Uh, which is the organism that helps them adapt and helps filter out the toxic element that humans can't and other species can't. They then also find out that they can do a linguistics upload. So Georgie, of course, wants to try it. So she goes and they do a retinal scan and she basically gets uploaded the language of Vectal. And so she like passes out, she wakes up, she now knows his language and can speak to him in that language. Whoa. And so they can talk to each other. Um, and this AI that system. That makes it easy. Yeah, this AI system knows all these languages. So they even knew like the dialect and everything. So yeah, <laughs> wouldn't that be really nice if you could go to the country, scan oh, like in the airport the language, learn the language, and then you could go to all these different countries. You wouldn't have to take a foreign language in school anymore. That's very true. Well, once they are able to talk, they are able to explain, like, who they are, where did they come from, like, the situation with, like, the girls, his clan. And Vectal is very excited to have more women because there's only four women in the camp, and he thinks that they, a couple of them could resonate with the unmarried unmated males there so he's very excited and so she tells him straight up like no one is being mated without agreement (laughs) like even if they resonate with these girls that doesn't mean that like the girls have to be with them like it has to be their choice and he's like okay that's fine um well okay but listen you don't understand when it resonates it's a yes for them, but this is, she's all about no, 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 choice, Tav, you don't good. understand. It's a yes. <laughs> okay. Resonate means yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that night they make toast. Remember what <laughs> yeah. that means? Yeah, they make <laughs> okay. toast. They make toast. So they do the dirty. And <laughs> why even use the term <laughs> I don't know. if I you're going to say it. it? No, I can't say it. Uh, so we do get a description of the peen, <laughs> the penis. 
kidding. What? <laughs> you you say the word you say peen and then you say penis right after it, which defeats the know. purpose of saying peen. It's fine. The peen. Uh, so so it, they do the dirty and yes. we get a description of his penis. Well, kind of. So she says that it's as long as her forearm. So the lucky guy. I don't know how long that is. Like a forearm. Like yeah. I don't know. I, it's pretty 11, good, like 11 to inches. 13 inches. It has a spur on top. What is a spur so in it, this context? They describe it as like a pinky finger. What the fuck? Above the penis. What? So it's like the spur, kind of like a clit. It sounds like it's their clit. Like, but it's as long as a pinky and it's above. So wait, it comes, it's, it's like my it's arm with a pinky. At the tip of it. No, not at the tip. It's at the base. Oh. Okay. So yeah. it, it looks a little bit like one of those dildos that's like Well, it looks like a, penetration it's the male's with the clitoris. Little... Yeah. Like how we oh. have. It's like above. Okay. Like the vagina. Okay. Where it's like that. And then it's like. <laughs> if you could see what I'm doing. Uh, for those hands. of you who can't. <laughs> It's see like what she's saying see, right like now. This. No, so I get it. She's holding her palm <laughs> completely flat. The thumb is the spur. Yeah, the thumb is the spur. Hand. Just like put the palm to your face yeah. and hold it sideways like you're doing a shadow puppet of a dog. Yeah. But just keep the fingers closed and twiddle your and thumb. And the hand at the top. is the peen. And okay. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Now that we've described just, this alien's dick. Yeah. She decides to stay because she's like at one point, she's like, I want to get off this freaking planet. But then oh, I she... thought she just wanted to get off. Okay. Uh, ah! that's, that's so funny. She does multiple times. <laughs> multiple times all night long. Okay. <laughs> Still calling. You're the one that brought it up. I know. I okay. know. Okay. So they make it back to the clan the next day. And they gather all the hunters. Everyone's very much like, who the F is she? But also, they're very excited. Um, so he tells all the hunters, come back with me. They do. They help them. A couple of them resonate. We don't know who yet. Um, and so then they need to go and find this Sakatisk. Sakatisk? I don't know. It's an animal. <laughs> it, they basically describe it as like a big dinosaur. A Sakatisk. That they have to kill in order to get this symbiote. So it's like... These girls are sick. Like, they're getting sick. Oh, because, because they can't filter the... Yeah. Oh, okay. And so they're very weak. They know that they only have, like, a day or two left. And so they're in a rush. And so they they take the females into this, like, little forest because they found one of these animals. They take them to the forest so that they can stay there. And then all these hunters go and kill this, this animal. And then they bring the girls out. And then um, Vectal goes in through the mouth cuts like the throat and these symbiotes are in its heart so he cuts out the heart brings it over to these girls and you can see these little white worms sperm if you will just kidding think of that but so each male takes one to the female it doesn't survive very well outside so they have to be quick Um, but each female agree because they know they can't get the ship up and running in time nobody's going to come and rescue them they're like we got it. We have to stay. But even if they are able to get off Earth or get off the planet later, they still will die because they have that symbiote now, and the symbiote can't live outside of this planet. Oh. So basically, they're there. 
they're stuck there. So the symbiote is like, you're you're here forever. Exactly. Okay. So it was hard for them, but also they didn't really have a choice. So each of the males take one of them to the their female or a woman, and um, a couple of them do resonate, and that's where we get like the different books and stuff. But they like put a slit in the neck, and then it like slithers in, <sighs> and then it like does its thing, and they pass out for like. They, I think they said like 20 minutes and then they, they feel better. They're warmer. They aren't as hungry. Like, but then they resonate back to the male. And I guess it gets them very, very revved up too. <laughs> See, we told you. If you just you uh, just wait for for the cue. Yeah. The cue? The cue. <laughs> yeah, just wait for the cue to resonate. If it resonates, it's a yes. It's a yes. Like it convinces the women. So, yeah, quite a few of them do that. Um, and that's the end of the book. It then Oh, goes, that was the end of the yeah, book? Yeah, that's the end of the book. Because then it goes on. <laughs> I feel on. like we were building up to something. But well, that's it, it the does. End. It okay. does. But you have to go to the next book. Oh. So the next book is Liz. She's the one at the beginning that was like, don't scream. So we go to her story. And then all of them are happening concurrently as well. And so we get all of their stories, and then I think it, like, leads up to, like, a main story. So we get Liz's story, um, and then we get Kira's, which Kira's has more to, like, progress the storyline. Because during hers, the aliens come back, and they have to, like, fight against them and everything like that. Um, And then we learn, like, the different characters, because then it goes Harlow's, and, yeah, there's just more characters i got some mo- all the books take place on this planet yes and they all are happening at the same time too like you all get their stories of how they resonated how they were reluctant at first and all that um and everything that happens but the one reason why i really liked this book and why I the kept one reading, reason you can only well, pick one i mean i liked it for a multiple of reasons like I did feel like I was blushing the whole time I was reading these books (laughs) because there is a lot of like a lot of toast, but it's like, again, it's not like there's a lot of toast. There's buttered toast. There's some cinnamon toast. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, take that how you will. (laughs) Um, Anyways. So I really liked that the male, like they, they really revered the women like they basically like worship them. They took care of them. They were very kind. They were very nurturing. Like they were very much like an alpha male. But like, I don't know. They were just really respectful. Like they, because there were only four women in their clan. And so instead of treating them like crap, like in our world where women are not treated equally and a whole different thing like that. It's different (laughs) on this planet where they worship the women because they realize the women are the ones that have the babies. (laughs) So they are very important. And I, I like that as I was thinking about it. I do like this book. I like the storyline. I did like how it didn't jump around. Like it didn't leave out details where you're wondering like, Oh, what about this? What about this? Like it was a pretty simple but what about Story this line. part of his shaft? What was that like? I can tell you all about no, it. No, please don't. <laughs> it's ribbed. Okay. <laughs> ribbed for her pleasure. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a very simple storyline, but still, like, you feel like you're in the moment the whole time. You're not, like, thinking about all these other storylines that are happening, and it's just 
it made sense. It's a very linear story then. Yeah, it's then, a very linear. Yeah, yeah, and it jumps from another person's perspective, but it stays in that straight line. Right, and it actually does go into, like, the mating aspects of, like, the two species very well, which was weird. Like, it was The it was two enough... species? Well, the human and oh. the alien. Well, I think we all understand right. that the human species mating yes. rituals. But, I mean, we learn a lot about his species as well not not so much in the first book but later on in the books you you learn more um and i wasn't very confused with like too much information it all came at the right time and perfect pace and literally like nothing was left to question because then you learn it in the like the next book and it's just like i wish at least the first five books were in one book. I think it really could have happened that way. Of course, like, there's the different characters, and so that kind of would have got confusing. But, like, it just flows so well into the next book that she keeps you reading. Like, she did it very, very well. That it it's not, like, a cliffhanger enough that you're like, I got to read the second book, but it's enough, like, oh, I actually care about these characters. Like, I want to learn the next girl's story and where she came from and what what's happening with her like res- resonant what is it resonance resonance uh, why did i just forget that um but yeah anyways uh that's the first book and i'm on book four <laughs> so, wait you're on book four or you finished book four well i'm like almost finished so i i don't know if i'm gonna keep continuing i think i understand the plot basically and so i i don't feel the need to keep going but I don't know. Okay. I might surprise myself. I can understand why people would really like this book. Well, yeah. I could understand why it's got like 21,000 five star. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the unknown. Like, oh, what would you do if you got kidnapped and like on an alien planet? And it's kind of like. Yeah. But people also like know. hearing about things that are like fantastical and sci-fi. Right. Like Lord true. of the Rings, all that things. Like you love hearing about all those different like cultures and. Yeah. Stuff like that and how it plays out. So like the fantasy. It's, yeah, it's like, cool that the writer has this other world. Yeah. And as sexy as this other world <laughs> is. Yeah. And it focuses on that. I mean, yeah. To okay. be honest, I have read other alien books kind of like this before. And I only got through one book because it was so crude and it was so like Overly sexual. Wait, you only got through it because it was no. I only sexual? got through the first book. Like I didn't read on to like the other books because I didn't like the writing and I didn't like how I just felt icky. Like it just like it was so so sexualized. It was like a it was a shameful kind shame. of. <laughs> it was a sex shame book. I don't know, but this one though, I didn't feel that. I was blushing because I was like, oh okay that's fun <laughs> but so this one felt like you were more like reading a very detailed love story versus yeah. another one that made you feel yucky like yeah yeah yucky yeah but not this series i understand why there's twenty one thousand five star reviews i get it also it's a really short book that you can read it pretty quick how many pages is it, are, are the books 188 oh well, this one the other ones are a bit longer i think so like under so. 300 pages though oh yeah 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 yeah. so you can get through them pretty quick i think i read three within a couple hours yeah <laughs> so. so if you ever want to feel like you are reading a lot of books this is a good series it i guess to go a into good series so anyways yeah what uh 
thoughts and feelings. My thoughts and feelings? Yeah. On the book. <laughs> well. Were you uh, Was I turned shocked? on? Yes. <laughs> I was so turned on. I feel like I'm resonating right now. Good, because Everyone. I'm your mate and you're never going to get rid of me. <laughs> Why do you just jump to that? I, I was don't like, know. I was like setting up to like say something really nice and sweet. Oh. <laughs> and then I'm like, you're, you fire mine. Out, you're never leaving me ever. You're stuck. You're stuck forever. <laughs> you're staying here, buddy boy. That's exactly what I said. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry if we scarred your ears, uh, but Penis. it was fun. It was fun talking about this. And why would you say that? <laughs> you said we scarred their ears. We gave them the warning. We at the did beginning. give you a warning, but also you didn't need to say it again. <laughs> Don't say it again. <laughs> I know you're about to say it again. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. I hope she you knows enjoyed. Me so well. I do. I hope you enjoyed having the husband on the podcast today. I just thought that it was very fun and uh, surprising to have him on here. Just wanted to see what he. Thanks would for having me. And if you want to learn about an alien penis, definitely read this book. <laughs> but also, follow me on social media. I am all over the social medias. I'm not super active on them, which I should be, but still follow me. And uh, we can talk more about these books and what you thought and if you read it and uh, if you blushed as well. <laughs> uh, bye, everyone. We're going to go resonate now. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm grateful for you guys, and we'll talk to you later.